Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to episode 42 of the Build My Online podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And this week, we've got Jen Menz from the Wall Sticker Company down in Australia, where she's going to talk about how she built the business with her longtime friend, Fee, while they were on maternity leave and they were going to embark on the entrepreneurial path. And so they started the company in 2006 and have been in business for about seven years now. And so she shares a wealth of knowledge along with having the right mindset for building a business uh, with long-term success. So before we start, we got a couple of new iTunes review. We have over 30 five-star reviews now. So I'm going to set a goal and go for 100. So if you haven't left a comment yet, uh, it'd be awesome if you could leave a comment there, hopefully a five-star if you find the show helpful. I know I have way more than 30 listeners. <laughs> so looking at the stats, I know that's definitely for sure. So uh, the review comes from Jamie over here on the store called wirefury.com where I believe he sells Bluetooth uh, equipment. So he says, a great podcast with invaluable information for those starting your online store. Hearing quality stories from people who have been down the road before me is my favorite part. I've only just begun and I'm hooked. With the tips given through Terry's interviews, wirefury.com is going to go further than I expected. Thanks, Terry, and all the entrepreneurs paying it forward. Well, awesome, Jamie, and good luck with the store. And one more thing before we get into this week's episode, uh, the Beginner's Guide to E-Commerce SEO training guide that I'm putting out will be out in a few weeks. So a lot of store owners told me when I was starting out, they wish there was this guide that just told them everything about the basics on SEO, on you know, on-site, off-site, uh, content marketing, link building, you know, all tags, all this technical stuff. That if there was someone just to explain it to them right after they started, it would have been a big help in uh, shortening their learning curve. So that's what I'm doing. And so, uh, you know, basically everything will tie into your store's visibility, credibility, and profitability. So it'll be in layman's terms that you can absorb within an hour. And so stay tuned on that because some VIPs on the mailing list uh, are getting a sneak beta. So if that sounds interesting to you, uh, go ahead and sign up at buildmyonlinestore.com. And let's get into this week's episode. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jen. So uh, today I wanted to talk about your company, uh, the Wall Sticker Company. And so can you just give us a brief background of the business and how it got started? Sure. Um, Fee and I were both actually on maternity leave and we wanted to start a business and we, we really didn't have an idea of what to do. So we, we just, someone suggested painting canvases with children's names on them and we thought, look, you know, will do we'll start I always knew that if you just start something it will grow it will evolve naturally so we started doing this and we were doing in in uh, my back shed painting these canvases and it it got to the point we were selling them through children's boutiques and it got to the point where we were hand painting these names every night and it got too much so we actually bought a vinyl cutter from eBay and it arrived in a box with no instructions and we started cutting these names out and sticking them onto the canvas Then one day we thought, why don't we just stick the actual sticker onto the wall? And immediately we knew we had a really amazing idea. You know, you could have a name or a design on a wall and it could be colourful and it would be removable. And so we just ran with it. So it just, it then became about finding a product that would suit a wall, wouldn't peel off paint. 
And um, and then we started our, we opened our first website in 2007. I see. So, so just to get things right, these are stickers you can put on a wall, take them off without ruining the paint, and you can just move them around, and they're custom, pretty customizable, right? Yeah, they are. So we, we can do a name or we can do flowers. We could do a photograph, and it's a, it's a um, polyester fabric weave material that just peels off the wall, won't damage the wall, and can be moved, stored, moved to another wall. It's really a very cool product. That's just a bonus, really. You know? <laughs> Interesting. And you started this out with Fee when you were on maternity leave. And when did you think that, okay, this is not just a hobby anymore. This could be something bigger. Well, look, it was really quite immediate. Um, we, yeah, we really just wanted to, to, to find something that would replace our incomes. And it was, it was the moment we stuck something on the wall. And, and then we, we did a quick search. We didn't know what we were searching on Google to find, you know, wall stickers, what are they? And there was no one doing it apart from one group in America. And we thought, all right, well, if they're doing it, it's, they've been around for a couple of years this could be something. So we immediately, we just, we were committed from the, from the get-go. You know, it, it really took sort of four, four years for us to start making a regular income from it. And, um, and about, oh, it was probably last year we were able to replace our nursing incomes, which was a great moment. I see. So let's go back to those four years, because I think a lot of people, when they hear success stories, they forget about the early struggles. So, um, so you know, the first four years, were you guys still doing side jobs while you were growing the business or what was that like? What did we do? No, we, we never, we actually never both went back to nursing from maternity leave. So we had the fortunate situation where our husbands weren't earning enough that we didn't actually have to go back. So our lifestyles reduced for a while, but we, we had young children and and so it was fortunate we, we didn't have to actually go back to work and we could concentrate on the business. But our husbands were sort of saying to us a couple of years in, okay, come on, where's the money? Um, and, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, they... They ridiculed us a little while. Yeah, it, it did take it did take a while. And are, are you at the point where your husbands can quit too, or maybe if, in you know in the future? <laughs> well, that is that is our goal is to is to have maybe employ them in our business. We're not sure yet, but <laughs> replacing their incomes is is our is our new goal. You know that that may be a few years off, I'd say. Yeah, but because I guess the end goal everyone wants is really just to spend more time with your kids and have the lifestyle that matches that too, right? That's right. And sometimes you can become quite engrossed in business and you have to remember why you're doing it. But but we're at a point now where we're not we don't, you know, we don't have to do you know we're not so tied to it we do have some more freedom now and so we're starting to to see the rewards of all that hard work Mm -hmm. so do you have any advice for people who you know maybe have kids now they're still at you know day jobs but they're trying to do something on the side but they can't find the time like do you have any advice for them you have to sacrifice something um you know like um if you've got children and you're working something's going to have to give in in my situation i i didn't sleep as much um, for a few years, keep plugging away at it. Speak to lots of people because people have got great advice, and and keep listening to the, to podcasts like this because you'll 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 get ideas that save time. You just need to be making sure that what you're doing is 
is the right stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You need to cut out stuff like watching TV or going to movies or you know maybe even eating out just to get that extra hour or two every week. Right? Yeah, yeah. Look, luckily my friends understood my passion and drive, and I'm, and they're still there at the end of it. But I didn't I didn't go out um, to didn't watch television. I still find it very hard to sit there, you know. I mean, and, and the vision, you know, your vision for, for for what you want your life to be like. You know, I'd look at my kids and I'd be working hard and just think, I'm doing, I'm doing it for us for the future, and um, and just staying, yeah, keeping that vision strong. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean because a lot of the times. I guess when you can think, you know, do I want to watch TV or grow my business? I think for you, it's an obvious choice, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Unless it's a business show, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, so let's get back into kind of the business aspects a little bit. So, so what makes your product so special compared to everything else on the market right now? Um, compared to our competitors, we offer uh, custom customization. So um, because we print ourselves, we can do one-offs and we digitally digitally print so we don't have to print large amounts for it to be worthwhile. So a customer who wants um, a name for their child's door or they want it in that certain tone of pink, we can colour match, we can add things, we can do anything. I mean, we've had um, customers who want a really whole wall covered in a photo of their children. We can do that. Um, anything is possible. So, so if I want to just send you like a graphic I design in Photoshop, I can just send it to you and then we can just decide on a size if the resolution is good enough and start printing it? That's right. Wow. Yeah. All right. I, I will remember this when uh, I have kids, although it's still probably a couple of years away. <laughs> We're just fitting out a hotel now, and they're, um, they want murals of, um, of the Melbourne cityscape um, in, their ho- in every hotel room. Oh, that would be a good differentiator because a lot of hotels have the standard white wall that kind of makes you fall asleep when you stare at it. Right? That's right. And, and, and there's nothing cooler than a massive photo. It just looks awesome. Yeah, and then it's removable too, so I guess they can always change, you know, whenever they need to renovate or do something too, right? And, and the installation, you know, our, our mums are putting up wallpapers themselves. It's very, very easy, a very forgiving product. It's, it's I think, the best product on the market. Um, it, it's a non-vinyl product, so, it's you know, it's it won't shrink or peel up. Um, yeah, and it's completely removable and washable and it's fantastic. And so you guys have been in business since 2006, right? Correct. All right, and, and so how did you identify your customers starting? Because I remember you said you started out kind of in your shed just making these and then putting them on eBay, right? So how did you kind of gradually get your customer profile? Like how did you identify them? Very early we sent out samples. Um, so we opened the online store and just started offering free samples and we were sending out hundreds a week. And, and then following up those customers and asking them, you know, what room they were considering it for and, and, and also based on what they were ordering, like their child's name, we just knew it's mum's decorating a nursery or their child's room. And a little bit of um, home decorators would also use it uh, as well. So it was it was really just looking, you know, asking our customers who they were. Mm-hmm. I see. And then you just grow it. It kind of snowballs from there after six years, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And we're still sending out samples and we're still, now we're asking customers to subscribe to get a free sample. So our database is growing. 
we're following them all up and um and yeah they're all they're all converting well yeah it's also about the email list too right yeah 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 and so do boys products or girl products sell better or kind of like the neutral ones you have on your website yeah it's uh probably um girls and and the challenge for us has always been to design some cool boy stuff we find that 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 mums will choose quite conservative things for their boys, but then the girls, whatever the girl, the girl will hop on the line and say, I want that mummy, I want that mummy, whereas boys will go, oh, uh, you know, I don't mind, whatever. <laughs> as long as it's not pink, right? <laughs> That's right. But we're really, we're really, uh, we're, we have to target the mums and think, as a mum, what would you want to see when you walk into your son's room? And it wouldn't be a big hairy, you know, spider like my son would want. You know, a mum wants to see something lovely for their son too. It's interesting, although the user is the child, but the customer is the mum. That's right. Yep, yep. So on on Facebook, we're talking to mums and and interacting with them and and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting actually. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. What kind of age range are the moms? Are they like pretty young moms, like you know, like late twenties, early thirties, or kind of like a different generation? Because I guess there's a certain demographic that uses Facebook, right? Like, like a much older mom would probably wouldn't be as active. I'm kind of guessing. Yeah. Um, look, I think you know, with with IVF, you know, a lot of people are using IVF in Australia, and so it's probably like up to sort of the 40, 42 year old. So we really are trying to include quite a broad range of mums. Hmm, I see, and I, I guess these moms kind of have some more disposable income to spend on kind of like a room, I guess, too, right? And look, when it comes to a new baby or their child, they really, they're quite happy to spend whatever, whatever. Just, you know, you know that look on your child's face when you give them a present? <laughs> it's, it's quite addictive. <laughs> Interesting. All right. And so you started out with five products at first I saw on your website. So how many do you guys sell right now? The ballpark figure. I think we've got 260 products. 70 of those are wallpapers and the rest are actually the cutout decals um, and then we've got you know probably thousand different skews skews because of the um, the different color options I we see, offer I see. and so how do you get the design inspirations or do you oh how, how does that work out we we sort of we look at what our search terms are on online on the website stats and we see what people are looking for off like trees and maps are a, a top sort of search terms. So we'll bring out new trees and think of different ways to do maps. And then we look at search terms that aren't getting results. And so we try to, you know, fill in those little gaps as well. Um, we also look at our custom requests. So when a customer orders something in particular, we might pick that up as a product of our own. And then we also invite guest designers to do ranges. So Australian textile designers or illustrators will come on and do a range. And um, yeah, we get then we get fresh, really fresh designs. So that's how we have to really differentiate ourselves from our competitors is to be bringing really new, great designs. And when you talk about the search box, it's the one on your website, right? Not the one in Google. Right? Not Google, no. That's a recurring theme I've noticed in the past probably half a year with all the bigger store owners I've, I've interviewed in terms of like they've been in business maybe two, three years or more. And they say like the search box is one of the biggest gold mines they have because then they have the demand they can take from those results and then they can basically create products after that that basically sell. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little bit like cheating sometimes, but but absolutely it's, it is a gold mine. And um, yeah, 
I love it. We use um, the Interspire shopping cart. There's a business I talked to. They sold T-shirts of bands. And what they did was uh, whatever search results, for example, they're searching, say, Metallica. If that was ranking in a month, the software would automatically rotate the products on the front page. It's pretty genius. <laughs> but they were on a really custom platform. I, he didn't even like tell me the name. So I guess they custom coded it from scratch. So... Yeah, well, that's what we've done. Um, we've we've um, got the, the the full license, or we've got access to the code, so we can add customization. You know, all sorts of things. We've added like a design tool, so customers can actually color their own designs and um, and see them there and then. Um, and then that actually then gets sent straight to our printer. But I'm going to absolutely have to get that uh, get that little program built in that's fantastic and so let's go into a little bit about the product a little bit more so you know when you were just making this out of your shed with fee you know how did you guys figure out the material to use and like was it a lot of experimenting or did you guys kind of just nail it like right no, off? no a lot of experimenting and um our walls suffered because of it <laughs> we um i remember i was pushing a pram through a, a sort of a, a, a sign writing um factory and, uh, and asking them, you know, what can I stick to walls? And they were saying, what do you want to stick this stuff to walls for? It's for windows and cars. So we just had to grab every sample that we could. And, you know, I remember talking to loads of sign writers about what they use. And, and I remember annoying, I actually annoyed people because I was asking so many questions. Um, but look, that's what, you know, you have to do sometimes. And look, we've only really nailed the product in the last three and a half years it's taken a lot of time to develop it to get it absolutely perfect um and that was you know that was us testing it on our walls and also sending out the samples early on and seeing the customer feedback oh so someone's like oh whoops this tore off part of my wall (laughs) (laughs) we won't use that anymore no look it never got that bad, but people would say, yeah, it was difficult to remove or, you know, why is it curling up at the edges or it fell off? Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a good, good, good exercise. And so for feedback like that with your customer, how many, like, how, how did you realize that, okay, this is actually something we should fix versus this is a one-off type of feedback? Does that question make it, sense? It, it does, but we, we regarded every one, one isolated situation um, we were all over it because if if it peeled paint off one wall, we didn't have a product that we could guarantee. Every single complaint um, we jumped on. Because I think a lot of, you know, just making a good product is just getting that feedback loop going with your customer and you keep tweaking it and you keep tweaking it until, you know, you have something that, sort of, that, that works. Because right? I guess the first iteration of your product is nowhere where it is today. No, it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, well, look, it's close, but it's, it's a completely washable material now. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely 100% guaranteed now. So, I mean, we, we were, we were guaranteeing straight off the bat, you know, we wanted to reassure people that if they weren't happy, if anything went wrong, we would replace it. And we've replaced a lot of, a lot of stickers before, um, but we just wanted to keep everyone happy and um, and get you know positive word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And do you find those people that weren't happy that then you kind of returned them, you know, made them happy to become your kind of biggest fans? Yeah, absolutely. Um, every every um, negative feedback that we get, we replace the product. I mean, we don't do it now, but we would fix the problem completely, replace it, follow them up, make sure they're happy. 
And and that was sort of our mission. Because I think a lot of big companies still kind of miss that. They miss the fact that anytime someone's unhappy, you can just go on Facebook or Twitter. You can just create a firestorm now. Yeah, look, maybe because we because we we needed people to be on board in the beginning. We needed we needed that backing. And yeah, big businesses just don't have the resources. They don't put the money into it. But I know small businesses who, who businesses who are getting bad feedback on social media sites. And yeah, you just you just got to you know deal with it and make them happy. You can make everyone happy. <laughs> so I noticed on your website, I think in 2008, you hired your first employee. So w- was it kind of scary to let certain tasks go to an employee at first when you've been working on it for the past two years or so? Um, not when you're a bit of a control freak like me, where I wrote down, I had, you know, procedures in place and KPIs very, very early on. <laughs> no, it was, it was freeing. It was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful get to the point to be able to afford it. Yeah, so you mentioned you had a lot of uh, SOPs, KPIs. Cause I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they get stuck with doing things themselves and then until they you know, just kind of break down. And So how did you build out your kind of your SOP while you were still building the business? Because I'm sure there was a time where you need to like sit down and say, this is how I do the process, this is how I do it, and so you can hand it off to someone else, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, I would just, I would just always take notes of the way it should be done and refresh it and you know it would always be on our sort of back end for for our staff to read but there's a great book i'm just trying to think of it uh e-myth e-myth my goodness that was that came at the perfect time that book so i just built you know i was thinking we were thinking build a business with the end in mind so we had an organizational chart when we had like no employees (laughs) But it's a great book, fantastic. Oh, so you talk about your organizational chart. That was basically a chart where you knew you wanted the business to end up and end up in, and where you would be in the picture, right? No, it was actually where we were at. So what Fee did and what I did and how they merged, and yeah, it was just me and Fee on the organizational chart. But but yeah, look, I really should redo it now and see where it. T- <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because a lot of it is. I guess a lot of it with growing the business is just, you know, systematizing something and scaling it. It's kind of like a process, not like an event, right? Yeah, and systematizing is, is absolutely a passion of mine. It's just getting it right, writing it down, and duplicating it. Yeah. And then you become more and more efficient as you keep doing it. That's right. Exactly, yeah. I think that's that's actually what I do at the day job too, which is kind of interesting that I feel like the first person I've talked to that actually has like the same mindset in terms of creating like a process and everything too so <laughs> yeah, yeah. freaks i think we're cool <laughs> yeah yeah because for me when i think that i don't have a system i just feel like i'm wasting time when i can when i know on how to do this some things i can just not really cut corners but to just streamline everything too so that's right streamlining that's the word and and being efficient yeah exactly and because i think time in the end is the most valuable resource you have right? you want to kind of grow the business into a certain place so you can spend more time with your family so anything you can do to be more efficient is what adds up. And what I think, what helps me is I think of myself on $150 an hour. So think of yourself as, you know, as the value that you have, you start to find ways to, to, to be, to be you know, using it, using your, your full potential. Uh, did you have that mindset when you started out at first that, you know, my each hour is $150, is there something cheaper I should outsource it? No, well, in the beginning, because there was a lot of product development, I was really, I wasn't thinking that way. I was really happy just to, 
I wanted to nut everything out, work it all out, work out what works, what doesn't. A labour of love for the first, you know, four four years. But now I'm getting we're getting to the point where it's, you know, time time is limited. We do have people that we can call on for help for staff now, and then we have staff that we use via Odesk. So you, you can, you can just get someone to do that job. You can pop it on Odesk and someone can do it for you. So it's great. Yeah, so I guess now for you, it's a matter of just saying no and yes to the right things and wrong things. Right? Yeah, it's just asking yourself, what am I doing right now? Should I be doing this? What should I be doing? And look, yeah, Tim's, Tim's really helped me think that way, just prioritizing. And it's really easy just to get stuck in your emails and stuck in the day-to-day stuff, but you really should just stop and think from the top down, you know? So let's move on to sales and marketing a little bit. So how did you market this product at first besides word of mouth? Did you guys use like local advertising or like any AdWords or anything like that? Um, no, in the beginning, because not many people, there was only other one other business doing wall stickers and they were calling them wall decals, we were ranking you know, top sort of three very early on. So we just got a lot of organic, um, you know, interest. We also, we never did any AdWords. We was, we built up an editorial list, we create new products that looked interesting and amazing on walls and send these images to magazines and they would, you know, if there's a good image, they'll pick it up. Um, so we got a lot of editorial um, coverage and then we were sending out the free samples. I mean, we were, we did a YouTube videos. Uh, it was really it was really just oh, and we're also in we also have stockists that we're in. We, we our goal was never to pay for advertising, and I think we paid for one printed um, printed advertisement in a in a, a parenting magazine, and it cost I think it was three thousand dollars, and I think our sales from that were about two hundred dollars. Right. Let's just create really good images with really good wall stickers, and and we and we're still getting like today we've had you know two magazines who want want our products. So and then people see it in a magazine or on a blog, and they want it. So yeah, that's 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 been working from the get go. Do you find images are enough to communicate your product value? Because I think sometimes you need to see something in your room because it's different than when you see it in a catalog too, right? Yeah, look, I think I think people are becoming more trusting to buy things without touching them and feeling them but there are still customers who who do need you know do need to see something so um yeah no finding if, if it's a good image and there's you know we have a room of the month competition which we've been running for probably probably six years and real so we follow up every customer who buys uh, one of our products and we ask them to enter the room of the month competition. They take a photo of the room and send it into us and there's a prize for the winner. And so if customers see other customers' walls, there's more confidence there. I see. It's more of a social proof tool. Yeah, that's great. And then we have, you know, replacement warranty and, you know, happiness guarantee and um, testimonials and, yeah. yeah. And so do you use Pinterest a lot? Because I, I guess if you're really image heavy on your advertisement, that's a good channel for you, right? Yeah, it is a good channel and um, and also um, Instagram as well. Really? Yeah. Huh, because I know Instagram is kind of more like a younger kid's thing. Right? I guess it's picked up the past year or two. It, 
Yeah, it is younger. It is younger kids. Yeah, but but the but, but Pinterest, we're we're really just starting to step up on this because that really is the, our perfect market. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be doing lots more there. There was a great interview actually on the small business big marketing podcast with Jason Miles, who talks about the power of Pinterest, and that really got me motivated. So we, I'm just gonna I'm gonna set up some tracking to track the. Um, momentum on Google Analytics and see see how it's going. So how does Instagram work for you then? I'm kind of curious because I, I use Instagram a little bit, but I use it to follow friends. So as a business, how do you use it? Well, it, 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 that's a, a very new thing for us. And it's really just it's really just showing showing off our products. So, um, you know, will it convert into sales? I don't know, but it will, it will expose our brand, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it's still kind of new to come to any conclusions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go into a little bit about the platform. You guys said you guys were on Interspire? Yeah, that's right. And is that like a fully customizable platform, like a hosted one or like a we were, shared hosted? It, was, it is hosted now. They only offer hosted um, platforms, host options. Um, but um, we actually got on board and, and now we've we've got all the code so we can fully customize it. And look, you know, we, yeah, we've added yeah design tool and a gallery, and um, and I might add that new those new items that you said. So that's it's been really good for us. But but you know, if if you just had a if you just wanted a website and it was going to be quite simple, um, you know, I think I think Interspire is really good, and you get it you get it hosted. Yeah. And were you always on Interspire since two thousand six, or did you switch at some point? No, we actually um, got a website built for us and it was costing a lot of money to have all the customizer, just having additional functions added. And then when someone suggested have a look at Memento or Interspire, I just saw like, oh my goodness, what have we been doing really? Um, it's got everything you need. You know, it's got gift vouchers, it's, you know, it's... Um, integrated with your mailing, your emailing, your email marketer, with YouTube, with um, all the social media sites. It's fantastic. I see. Do you guys use uh, MailChimp or Aweber for your email? Or? We use, yeah, MailChimp and we also use the Interspire email marketer. Interesting, all right. And so how do you use kind of your email marketing uh, over the years? Do you do you like a newsletter or do you have custom coupons there? Or? Yeah, we, um, we were just sending out a, a monthly newsletter um, small business big marketing suggested that we we actually send out weekly emails with with offers and since we've been doing that there's a much better response so um, yeah we'll have you know 20% off or buy this and get this free and we always send a beautiful image and you know I imagine what are, what I like to open and look at so we've been for our subject lines we're looking at what are the high search terms and then when they're in the when they open the email, there's a beautiful picture and there's an offer to take them to the website. Mm -hmm. I see. You know, there was a, something one of my friends told me uh, last week in my mastermind. He was saying how on his e-commerce store, you know how there's usually uh, buy a hundred dollars get this item free or buy fifty dollars get twenty percent off. Yes. So he was saying what worked well for him was that he would just change it to say buy anything and get this for free because. Uh, like I guess there's a store called Men's Warehouse in the U.S. that they say buy anything, you get socks for free, right? And so the idea is that when you put a price on saying buy a hundred dollars, get this for free, people immediately start crunching numbers on what can I buy, and if it's not something they like, they'll just skip right away. Whereas if you just say buy anything, they'll usually just 
it's the conversion rate is much higher, which I found kind of funny. Yeah, we do that too. We do like place an order in, in the next three days, and you'll get a twenty-five dollar voucher. So as we we don't we print to order. We don't have stock that we need to get rid of. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so you don't you don't carry any inventory yes. then, really then? Zilch, huh? zilch, and that's been great because we can actually put up a new design without even having printed it. So we sort of. We're in that mindset of this, you know, buy this design and get, but then it's like, well, it doesn't matter what they buy. We don't care. So how much is the lead time then from, say, they buy the design to actually printing and getting it? Because I'm sure it takes like some time to produce. Right? It does. We um, we offer a seven, seven day to dispatch, but we could probably, you know, we've done specials where we say, well, you know, we'll get it to you in three days. So, but we also, if anyone, if someone needs something in a hurry, we're always willing just to do our best to get it out. I see. And has there only been any busy seasons where you have suddenly have like a lot of orders and then you need to get really busy? Or? Yeah, look, rainy days are really good for us. And, um, and, and just now things start to pick up just, uh, you know, into the school year, mums are now settling back. They're starting to jump online and get back into the swing of things so busy times uh, yeah probably just during the school term and then um and then yeah when we do an expo or when we do a yeah a promotion might get flat chat i see and so when you go to expos do you go as a guest or as an exhibitor as an exhibitor so we recently went to a um design and decoration one which was targeted to interior designers which are perfect for for us because you know they'll go in and use us lots and lots and lots. So that was really successful. So you know, it's a complementary field, I guess, too, versus a industry one, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's right. We were the we were the only we had the only removable wallpaper and people were going, What? Where's this been? Why haven't why am I only seeing this now? This is fantastic. So it was yeah, it was it was a great show. Yeah, could you imagine how many walls they've designed? They only have one shot at it, and then they have to they need to redo it, right? And look, and they're saying, you know, customers don't want to have this wallpaper on their wall for ten years. It's very hard to commit to a pattern on your wall, you know, that is that is glued on. So, you know, they will re- they can reassure their customers that it can come off. You can take it with you to the to your next home if you want to. Mm-hmm. And so if, I, if I'm looking at my wall in front of me now, like how do I order a customer? Do I just measure my wall and send you guys a picture? or? Yeah, so we um, we sell them in 1.3 wide panels. And so you just we've got a little calculator on our website. So you can put in your wall width and it will work out how many units you need to buy. Oh, okay. But what if your wall has like, like a slant? It's not like a full rectangle or square wall. Yeah, so you just says... Send us a, what would you do? You'd just tell us the the highest, yeah, put in your measurements basically and we would customise it so it was a perfect fit. But let's say you had a, a shelf on your wall, you could trim around the shelf. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, all right, I, I will keep you guys in mind when, when I need this in the future. <laughs> the benefits of having a, your own internet show, right? You can make contacts and things that you'll buy in the future. <laughs> that's right, <Get> special skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so let's go into a little bit about kind of like software apps or tools. Are there any kind of must-have things you would recommend people to have uh, when running their online store? Look, Google Docs works really well for us at the moment. We've got um, you know a few people who are involved in certain projects, so you can all communicate and update each other. That's really what's a must-have for us at the moment. Look, Google Google Analytics 
is fantastic. Um, I wish that I'd known a bit more about that. I'm still learning, but that's um, that's great. Um, what else do we use? What do you use for accounting? Do you use like zero or? We use zero, yeah. Oh, okay. And did you look at other options before zero, or did you just kind of knew this was the one to go with? Now, fee does all the finances. So the yeah, we were on what were we on? We're on this terrible one. But then someone suggested zero. Our accountant suggested zero, and that yeah, fee loves yeah, it. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things about. It. I think they're Australian too, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think they were. Maybe they were. Yeah, well, maybe they're from New Zealand. I'm not too sure, but I know they were from. Not, not from the U.S., I think. So, All right, very cool. So just wrap up a little bit. So what do you think is the biggest challenge that you're facing now in the business after, you know, since 2006, I guess it's been, what, seven, maybe coming up to eight years soon? We're just at seven. Um, look, it's, it's growth, really. Um, that, you know, we'll get a really large job, and we're at the point where we need to get a fourth machine. But we could get a big, massive machine. So it's just sort of working out, you know, if we are to invest in a, in a very large machine, how do we keep that machine running at capacity? Because otherwise it's not really worth it. So it's, it's really just managing that. I see. I guess your capacity, yeah, managing the capacity and order flow. That's right. I, mean, I guess these machines are very expensive too, I'm sure, right? They are. So they're, you know, they're, yeah, this new one is, I think it's, oh, it's the cost of a small house. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably I like say, a, it's just too much. A few hundred, a little low hundred thousands, I guess. Or, yeah, that's right. Interesting. So, but do they stay pretty, like, because um, I know printing presses, like print shops, they can use these machines for years. It depreciates, and then they're basically just printing money off of it. But are these machines pretty durable too, in terms of like technology wise? Yeah, they're fantastic. They, they, you can print them unattended. You can be printing overnight. Um, yeah, they're incredible and, you know, they're Japanese made and just beautiful. So they clean themselves. Um, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. clean themselves. You know, speaking of uh, clean themselves, I, this is kind of off topic, but I have a Japanese toilet and it has like this remote on it. It has all these get functions. I don't even know what it does, but I guess, you know, if they can make such an advanced toilet for like a machine like this, I'm sure it must be incredible. They're awesome. Is it, is it a warm seat? Yes, it can, and it can uh, also uh, kind of clean your bum if you wanted to, and uh, you can warm the seat. It can flush itself, and you know, do all this stuff, and yeah, <laughs> it can turn itself off to save electricity. It's you're like when I first got it, I was like, wow, this is too much. But then now, I can't imagine going to like a regular toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all right. So you know, seven years later, you know, kind of, what's one lesson you wish you knew uh, starting out? V and I recently had a chat about what we knew then, what we knew now, what and how much work was involved. We don't think we could do it again. So I think not knowing if it's going to work or if it's not going to work, what's going to happen is, for me, that's what it's all about. That's the excitement, not knowing. Um, you know, it, probably for me it would be things like if I wish I'd learned, I wish I knew Photoshop and Illustrator <laughs> and HTML and boring practical yeah. things like that. Yeah, because I guess a lot of people... When they're trying to start a business, they try to plan everything in order. They're going to get all your ducks, but it just never happens like that, right? Oh, I think it can happen. I think if you look for opportunities and every setback is an opportunity, that's the way we think about things. We've found that timing has been an incredible friend to us. And when things haven't worked out, it's like there, there was a great 
reason for it or, or it just worked out in our favour. You know, I think we would say that, that you know, we're absolutely ecstatic with, with, with how things have gone and, and we've had faith and a really strong vision um, and it's just how you see those setbacks, see those setbacks as, um, or, you know, not achieving those things as opportunities to, to grow and learn. Yeah. And you mentioned how looking back now, you might as you might have not done it. Because I guess if you think about, you know, you need to learn HTML, Photoshop, Illustrator, consider buying these Japanese, you know, printing machines that cost out of a small house. You'd be like, whoa. Yeah. 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 No, you know, don't, I would hate to have thought that I'm considering a machine this expensive yeah no it's good not it's good not to know <laughs> yeah it's kind of the thrill of not knowing too and just figuring out stuff yeah, and too, the so. learning that you do like what you learn you know and how you grow as a person is um that's the gold and so you know just to wrap things up because I have a portion of female listeners that you know kind of are have jobs or maybe they have kids and they want to start a business too uh, kind of like yourself. I mean, do you have any advice for them, you know, while they're trying to juggle two, three things at the same time? Oh, look, I think that, you know, as a mum, you can feel really guilty. You're, you're actually being a really great example to your children by by having a dream and starting something and giving it a go. So I think, you know, forget the guilt because they'll they'll be inspired by you. You know, my son's the happiest boy in the world thinking that his mum makes these wall stickers. Um, you know, he's so proud. So, uh, you know, don't feel guilty, don't watch TV, write everything down <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and, and go for it and have a, have a, have a go and, yeah, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, awesome. All right, very cool. And so where can we find you online? Um, so we're at um, thewallstickercompany.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Pinterest and our blog, Your Ultimate Space, and YouTube and LinkedIn. Oh, you're, you are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, very cool. So I guess uh, everyone go check them out at thewallstickercompany.com.au. And uh, thanks so much for your time, Jen. Thank you so much for having me, Terry. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store Podcast.